Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I don't know if it's the growing secularization, but for some reason, I have been asked more than ever this question. Pastor Lonnie, what is Christianity? It's unusual to be asked that in our culture because we, we are a generation of people who have grown up with churches being around us. Now, now some have said that perhaps in religion in America, we have uh, become immune to Christianity, kind of like getting the flu vaccination. You get the vaccination, you get a little bit of the flu, and it makes you immune to the real thing. And sometimes we can get a little bit of church or a little bit of religion, and then we have all kinds of strange ideas what it is or we steer away from it. But I have noticed more people just asking about what is basic Christianity anyway? They see such diversity onto that question in the marketplace. And it really tells me that observation that people are perhaps rebuilding their faith. They may be rebuilding their faith, and perhaps that faith has been shattered because of abuse or neglect or embarrassment. And they're wanting to rebuild a faith. But now, let's go back to the question, though. I thought it would be interesting just to review that again for those of us who regularly worship. What, what is Christianity? And perhaps you may be in a conversation with someone who's they've gone far from the faith or far from the church, and, and you might say something like, hey, I found a church that, that's helpful and meaningful to me. And, and they might say, well, what, what, is, what is Christianity all about? And maybe this can provide some, uh, some ideas to help you uh, as well. So what is Christianity? It's not difficult to understand Now, I'll admit it may be difficult for some people uh, to accept or to act on, but the Christian message itself is not difficult to understand. To begin with, Christianity is about God seeking us. Very significant. And it goes back, really, to the first book in the Bible, first book of the Old Testament. It starts with this whole view of God being after us, seeking us out. And we hear about it first in the book of Genesis. You open that to the third chapter, and we find this this first introduction of God seeking us. Then man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees in garden. But 
the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Where are you? That highlights an essential, unique characteristic between the Christian faith and many of the other great religions of the world. For here it is, God is asking, where are you? Where are you? God is seeking us out and wanting to connect with us. So Christianity is about a God seeking us out, but also Christianity, it's about a person. About a person. It's not a philosophy. It's not a philosophy. It's about a person, and that person is central to the Christian faith. That person, of course, is Jesus the Christ. For if you would take Jesus out of Christianity, and there's some churches that, that you don't hear enough about Christ as you would hope you would hear about, it would be like taking numbers out of mathematics or like taking daylight out of the sun. It, it doesn't happen. Jesus is the person that constitutes the Christian faith. So it is about a person. It's not about a tradition or a traditional way of doing things. Or is it about an experience? Christianity here is unique in that it is about a person. And now we treasure as Christ followers what Jesus taught. But it's about a person, Jesus, the Messiah. In short, you could say it like this. It's not about what you know, but who you know. We hear people say, hey, I got some connections. Oh, if you only knew who I knew, I could, I could work things out. And I tell you, when, when, when you can say, hey, when you know this guy, the Christ, you've got a connection there. A remarkable connection. It's not what I know, how I've become attuned to some kind of idea of knowledge, but a simple relationship with who you know. Do you know Jesus? That's the critical question of our faith. And it centers upon a marvelous, remarkable, astonishing person. As you know, more books have been written about Jesus than any other historical figure. More music has been composed, more paintings have been painted, and more great drama has been written about Jesus than any other historical person. So Christianity, it's about a person but it is also about what we know of that person. Christianity is about a loving God. Now, when you talk about how God loves us, quite often there will be a conversation, well, if God loves us so much, why do we have such a difficulty in our world? Why do bad things happen? Two weeks ago, 
I spent a lot of time talking about when bad things happen and trying to work through that. If you didn't hear the sermon, you can go online to YouTube, go back to two weeks ago and type in when bad things happen, Fox River Church, and you can hear that. I, I don't want to go in that kind of detail because rough things, they do happen to Christ's followers, but that doesn't mean that God is not a loving God. So how do we know that God is a loving God? We know that, it, and it relates to the person. We know that because God sent his son and manifested himself as love. We got that in that gospel reading. In the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh, and it dwelled among us. And we, we, we will read that passage during Advent as we approach Christ. Christmas and this incarnation of the Christ. The Bible tells us about Jesus Christ. It is clear that God is behind all created matter, is a God of love. For creation itself reveals his power, his greatness, and his might. But think about it. There is nothing in nature alone, just nature by itself, that connects the idea of God and love. The way we know that, the way we know is that God manifested his love in the giving of his son. The Bible reveals this self-disclosure of God through the events of history. It recounts the story of the creation of a physical earth that we, we read about in Genesis, in which is placed a human being. And what is the purpose of that human being? The human being whose reason for existence, as we come to realize, is to discover and marvel at the majesty of the God who made us. That's why I'm so thrilled. At the very beginning, we wanted this church to be in a garden with nature around us because we were created to be a part of a garden and to allow that because it magnifies the beauty of God when we connect that to the Christ and to understand how God ultimately becomes flesh. The eternal one becomes a temporal being like ourselves when Jesus walked this earth that we may come through that encounter into a loving relationship with God. So Christianity is about a loving God. But Christianity is also about, as we connect those dots, about Jesus being that way we encounter and connect to the love of God. How do we get there? How do we get there? What we need is one who can transform us, give us a new motivation, a new life, a new sense of being to make us want to do the loving things we ought to do. 
God is love, is intertwined in love. We realize that all of God's acts are acts of loving acts to, to create us to where we get to know that love. And the whole idea of transformation is that we can also be a part of sharing that same kind of agape love with others. And that transformation, a new heart, a new outlook, a new ability, a new capacity to become a new creation in Christ. And this is what Jesus of Nazareth does again and again. And that is the difference between Jesus and any other name that could be named. No other has solved the issue of death. Think of Easter. No other has broken through the ghastly terror that hangs over the human race, but only Jesus of Nazareth did. And the truth of that victory over death itself is a loving hope that we embrace as we live our futures with a sense of purpose and being in greatness because of what Christ has done in love for us. Now, here's another very unique characteristic of the Christian church. Taking all that we've heard before about the Christ and about the loving of God, Christianity is also about reaching others. Now, Christianity, we are a missionary religion. We reach out. And think of this. We are, to my knowledge, the only organization that exists for the benefit of those who are not already here. Think of that. We, we join the country club, we, we join this organization, that organization, and everything is, how do we take care of our members? How do we take care? Because, you know, we're, we're here and, and we, we exist for that, which is fine. But there's not another organization that I can think of that they exist because the whole thing, how can we reach out to those who aren't already here? The whole mission of the church, that is a loving thing because it's reaching out for others. It's not just what do I get? What, you know, what, what, what's my return on my investment here? It's how do I give? And we hear that in the very beginning of scriptures in John where it says, for God so loved the world, he gave his son and he reached out. There is the Great Commission that is a foundational document of this church. It's part of our mission, and it's found in the Gospel of Matthew. And there it is on the screen where it says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Jesus says this to the church, Go, get out of here. Don't stay here. Go out and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you. And then that remarkable promise, and lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. When we went through the tragedies of world wars, of civil war, of pandemics, we were never and have never been alone. Our Lord says, I am with you, and God has followed through on that. And so there is um, an important distinction 
between philosophy and religion. The, the essence of philosophy it sometimes comes from you know, Socrates who says, the unexamined life is not worth living. The whole idea that to, to, to an examined life is so important. So philosophy says, know thyself. Do your meditation. Do, do everything you can do. Get in touch with who you are and what you are and what makes you tick. And those are great things. I do those things. I want to I know myself. I want to know what, what makes me say things I wish I hadn't said, what makes me do things I feel good about. I want to know myself. And, and that is a, a great philosoph philosophical orientation. And thank you, Socrates, and though he was put to death shortly after he said that. But uh, that's another matter. Know thyself. But the supreme Christian quest is very different. It's give thyself. God so loved the world. He gave. So it's part of uh, how as Christ followers, our, our way of connecting with God is, is, is what Jesus has done on the cross. We, we follow that. We're thrilled about that. It's, it's healthy. It, 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 it's all of those things. It's loving and life-giving. And there's an element of getting to know who we are. We, 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 we need a bridge to God. And that's what Jesus was in our brokenness. But from that, we give ourselves. We give ourselves, and I see it all over the place, in, 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 in many places. And that's the news that encourages me. That's the news when I see how people have, uh, have just done remarkable things to stretch. They've given of themselves. They've cared. They loved. And they do that not to make God say, hey, way to go. Now you earned it. But... When you're free to, to do it or not to do it, and you choose to do it, then you're doing it for the loving reason. So, a Christian person is a person in whom Christ dwells. Alive and active to respond in all situations in the spirit of Jesus Christ. And in all circumstances and cases and decisions in the spirit of Jesus Christ. So as we get out of this place and get into the world, into the marketplace, into our neighborhoods, our communities... I like what was done years ago, and we had a resurgence of it in the latter part of the, of the 70s and then again in the 80s, a great book by Charles Sheldon called What Would Jesus Do, WWJD, and, and that great book that you would say, well, what would Jesus do in this situation? What would Jesus do in, 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 when, when our culture says it? What would Jesus say when some, someone's saying we've got to do that? What would Jesus do? And, and you have to, as congregations, we stand before God ourselves. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus tell you to do? And then give yourself to it. And in doing so, our world, God's world, um, is a better place. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, that we are about a different kind of paradigm for existence. 
Our paradigm centers upon your lordship and embracing what you did on the cross for us. We we are a broken people that needs to be healed, that needs transformation. And we know that we do that as we come to know the person of our faith, Jesus the Christ. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.